rising on an emerging generation of kings. For the second service, another one of our amazing pastors. Let's receive our ministry director of media publicity. Receive. Pastor Larry Ashidali as it comes. Come on. Love on the man of God. Glory. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, it's always, always beautiful to uh, stand here and just love upon you guys. I mean, it's all love in my heart and I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you all so much. Love. Thank you, Pastor Dami. Thank you, PLT. Love. I personally love you greatly. Love beautiful family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory to God. Mic check one, two. All right. Who's ready? Who's ready? All right. Just before we get to it, I'm going to take my seat. <laughs> All right. Who enjoyed the first service? Who loved the conversation, the mood of the, and the flow of the conversations? And who just had flashbacks of, I mean, many of us had moments in the word when, I mean, when topics came up, I personally had those power, power moments. Like it was just amazing, refreshing my memory and just going back to how glorious the word was. I mean, personally, and seeing the application in my life has, I mean, seeing that sum up uh, in my life and how it has led me to the enlarged year that I've had in 2021 was so, so beautiful. Can we just celebrate the grace of God over the life of the set man over this house, our pastor, and everyone else that has graced this stage? Please celebrate my pastor. I thought we we're going to do that with a standing ovation this morning. I mean, Pastor Dami asked me to check. Pastor Dami has preached at least 350 messages all through. I mean, you can, <laughs> and this is leaving out all the prayer sessions, all the moments of, I mean, those days, I mean, SGQ, guys, a whole month of intense prayers, reading the word. It's, it's nothing, it's not small, guys. It's a huge sacrifice. Pastor Dami, we love you. We appreciate you so, so much. We say thank you. Thank you, sir. And thank you, PLT, for the generous support and also for the sacrifices, for your efforts. For I mean, it's not easy, guys. It's not easy to have a great woman of God standing next to a great man of God and bringing all that greatness to the glory of God's name here to us as, as kings. Guys, I thought you were going to celebrate a little more. I thought you were going to celebrate a little more. It, is, it has been our year of enlargement, and we are grateful to God for how amazing he has been to us. I mean, guys, look at this. This is, this is phenomenal, guys. Every message preached has been powerful. Back to back, it's been a hit, and we are grateful. We thank God for his love towards us in giving us 
uh, an amazing man of God. I mean, what if, I mean, I just sometimes, I mean, just random, I just say, what if Pidams didn't obey? <laughs> the call to just come back. Uh, you know, let's not even go too deep into that. Hallelujah. Please, we may take our seats. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be doing this alone. Uh, we don't have a panel of angels here with us. Uh, so I'm going to be calling up my fellow panelists to join me as we review the second half of this year's uh, services. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. This dear sister of mine is a style and image consultant who is passionate about helping people look their best at all times. Uh, she believes that how you present yourself is more of a strategy than vanity. Hallelujah. Hey, that's, a, that's a message. Hey. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> uh, God definitely looks at the inward and man interacts with what they can see. Right. She's a graduate of international relations and has worked with the fashion industry for several years as a beauty and fashion content creator. Uh, for four years, she has worked at Dreamstream. For those who don't know, Dreamstream is Pasadami's organization, his personal uh, business, as an executive ex assistant to the CEO. And currently, she's working with the Style Infidel Studio as a stylist, where she's learning and growing as a young fashion stylist. She runs Kenena, which is a lifestyle brand that provides styling and management services. And here at King's, she's the assistant team lead of the admin department, where she's learning and growing as a disciple. Can we welcome with great joy and appreciation, Kenneth Kenena Umudi as she comes to join me on this panel. Come on, are you, are you feeling the style? He's dripping with glory, hallelujah. Glory. Candice KK. Good to have you. Thank you, everyone. The relief. It's the high table, there's no table, so we had to make it a high chair. <laughs> All right. This is a man I respect so much who is coming up to also join us on the panel. He's a speaker, trainer, and consultant. He's a certified career analyst, a trained human resource professional, and a purpose-driven peak performance and life coach. The Purpose Doctor, as he's fondly called, is the founder and career blueprint coaching program, that's CBC, and he is also the creative lead consultant at Trainer and at Crystal Wise. He's a seasoned and a veteran broadcaster and voiceover artist and the host of the weekly radio show, The Boardroom Covers. He's also an author. And he has offered the book, Get Clear on Your Career Path, and Turn Your Voice to an Invoice. If you have heard many of our voiceovers in this house, in the uh, montages that we've done, he's, I mean, he's already here. Please, can we just welcome Dr. Olubenga Wise as he comes to join us. Thank you so much, sir. You're welcome. Set in stone, sir. 
And last but definitely not the least, our final panelist for this morning. She's an astute corporate and commercial attorney. She's a psalmist and a kingdompreneur who has gained experience in providing legal and business solutions to business owners and corporate clients. Uh, she's a partner in one of Nigeria's leading commercial firms, and she's also the co-founder of a leading technology, um, a leading legal technology company. She holds several leadership positions in the Young Lawyers Forum of the Nigerian Bar Association, the, Bar, the African Bar Association, the Pan-African Women Network, and a member of the Chartered Institute of Taxation in Nigeria. She serves with her ministry gifts and kings under the leadership of her dear pastor, and her greatest desire is to deliver optimal solutions to clients uh, who need uh, who need those solutions, and she does this through excellence, diligence, and integrity, while spurring kingdom professionals to aim for progressive career development and impact. Greenhouse, please welcome with me Rosemont Phil Oluwa as she comes to join us on this panel. You are welcome. chair was high. Mm -hmm. I'm learning from the best guys. I'm, I'm just learning. I mean, Lena, trust me. <laughs> All right. It's good to have you guys next to me. Um, I'm shy. I won't have been able to do this without you guys. <laughs> All right. So we'll be reviewing uh, the second half of the services for this year. And I'm just going to take it up from where my fellow pastor uh, <laughs> hmm. Led by the Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, so we're just going to go um, right into it. Uh, we're going to start from a continuation of the business series. And we're going to go into uh, Work It, which, is, uh, which speaks about applying yourself as a king in the marketplace. So I saw a lot of marketplace, marketplace. I'm definitely going to start with Rosemond. Uh, I wanted her to share what her experience was in that time and if at all the word in that season uh, transformed your way of thinking about business and gave you more clarity on how to operate in the marketplace as a kingdompreneur. Don't you like that, kingdompreneur? Swag, say with swag. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much, Pastor Dami, for I stand on all observed protocol and I honor everyone in the house. <laughs> um, I would say that, you know, there are, some, there are some messages that come in the house and you just know that that is specifically for you, for where God actually wants you at that particular point in time. For, for the longest of times, I'd become very frustrated with the fact that there's a lot of excitement and energy in church, but when we step outside and we're in a place of work, it's like 
um, people are not seeing that energy and not seeing that. So the series basically just reminded me of who I was. I was not, I'm not just a believer who is just called to just, you know, jump and shout and celebrate prophecy. I am to translate divine intelligence and make it practical for people in my space. I know a lot of times I also realize that people are also caught up with this, what's my purpose, what's my purpose, what's my purpose. Your purpose is whatever it is you are doing at the moment, just do the best of it at that moment, right? So that's... Um, Occupy series was more or less like, Rosemont, there is a call upon your life, but that call doesn't just have to be on a pulpit because your workplace is a pulpit, right? So it was, it was just that, that, that shift, that mental shift that, look, whatever it is that you are doing, do it excellently. And you see, you may not reap what you sow. You may not reap where you sow, but you definitely reap what you sow. So it was just sowing that consistency and that excellence. And there was something that P. Dams also talked about, said something about the fact that when God gives you a gift, he expects returns. When he gives you something, there's a return of it. He's an investor. God is an investor. And when he created us, he deposited things in us that he wants us to work out and give returns. So the returns doesn't have to be just money or financials as the analogy was in scripture. It can be the solutions and the people you helped. The testimony of changed lives, right? So I think that was a driving force for me. And I'm just proud to say that God helped me practically because it was practical in my life, like it was real. This one is not just church. Like I could legit see people testify that their lives, their businesses have been changed as a result of me putting those things that paid them starts to work. So super amazing for me. Oh, I love, love that. Really, really love it. I mean, I love the part where you talked about uh, sowing and reaping because that's so, so important. Uh, God, uh, something Pidam said, said God wires your glory into your work. So you can't get any glory without doing the work. I mean, God gets all the glory, but your own glory comes from the work that you do. I mean, you praise God all the time, you come to church, but when you don't practice what you hear, you don't get the glory that you are supposed to get through the gifts and the skills and talents that God has uh, given unto you. Hallelujah. So, I mean, that's, that's so beautiful. Uh, Dr. Wise, would you like to share with us? Um, yeah. Uh, first, I would like to say thank you for this great opportunity. I, I do appreciate. Um, I'm going to pick this up very quickly from what I heard um, Mr. Hamed and uh, GB say about all of this. It feels like not Netflix, <laughs> but it feels like King's Connected Flex of some sort. I mean, we have enough movies to watch, really. It's, it's just enough to go around. Thank you very much, sir, for all you do and the amazing work. All right. Um, and then, of course, the anointing seems to be flowing. You can, you can hear a lot of P-dancing. Yeah, and the expressions and all, and even Pastor Vicky, so the anointing. So that's how you have to catch your own, too, as well. All right. Um, from what you just said, make mention of as regards, um, you know, work, work, and what we need to do, the workspace and all. Uh, one thing I caught from that particular series is the fact that God is interested in the work that we do. It's so big deal to God. So much that when the first man was created, the first thing God did was give him work. It's so important. And one thing that Peter said during that series that just blew my mind was the fact that he said, it's, it's amazing how a lot of people take Sundays very seriously and then they just move into default or some kind of other mode when Monday arrives because they just feel uh, workplace is different, worship and all of that is different. Not realizing that our work is an extension of God's worship 
from Sundays. So if you think Sunday is when I just comport myself, behave myself, and all of that, and then the beginning of the week is when I just, you know, just move into another kind of, you know, character and mode, you've got it all wrong. Because that work you do during the week is an extension of what happens on Sundays. And, you know, it blew my mind as regards taking your work seriously. You can't joke about the work you do. God takes it seriously, and you can afford to joke about it. Profound. Like, it, it's not, you're not an off and on Christian. Your worship is your lifestyle. That's how you operate. So your Sunday is a, it's supposed to be a prerequisite to direct your week, your entire week. And that's, and that's why you can't really miss uh, a gathering like this because you have nuggets that you can apply week in, week out. And the summation of it gives you a marvelous year, a year where God has actually purposed for you your prosperity, your increase, your enlargement. So it's, it's so beautiful to hear. Thank you so much, sir. Profound. Kenneth Kenena. Um, first of all, I'd like to say thank you to my pastors, Pastor Toge and Pastor Dami. Thank you for the amazing, amazing opportunity. Um, so for me, Work It, um, I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I was excited about this series because um, God is interested in my work. God is interested in my work because he wants me to do it with excellence. God is a God of excellence. And um, from what um, Dr. Wise said about, um, you know, coming to church and, um, you know, doing the work, some people just get excited and they don't do the work. Um, it made me understand that coming to church, I'm just getting serviced for the work that I'm supposed to do out there. So church is not where the work is, it's out there. So whatever I am doing, I'm doing it with excellence. It's propelling me to do it as God will have me do it because if I'm thinking that God is my boss, I am doing the work with that attitude of, okay, Jesus is my boss. Um, okay, what do I have to do? How would Jesus like it? Jesus, how would you like it saved? So that kind of attitude is what I'm taking out there. So um, church is like a filling station where I get foiled up for the week and looking out for the amazing opportunities and the amazing things I'm supposed to do out there with excellence. So that's what work it means to me and that's, what, um, I've been, that's how I've been able to apply it to um, my work. Amazing, amazing. I love it. Church is, I mean, the Gathering of Kings for us is a filling station and it's also a service station. That's why we probably call it service, right? It's a service station. You change your oil, you change what needs to be changed, fix what needs to be fixed, align yourself. If your gear is out of place, align it, right? Wheel balancing, hey. Right, uh, it's it's so it's so profound that the business side of things is not left out of kingdom conversations because that is actually where that's where the real work is. I mean, it's not it's I mean it's great to praise the Lord, but I mean apply some sense. God is a God of wisdom. I mean we apply <laughs> we apply some sense into your business, and it's not just random thinking. It's God sense. It's the wisdom of God applied. Hallelujah. Thank you all so much for sharing. So we move into uh, the following, uh, the, the series that followed after the business series, uh, the Kingdom Business Series, which is uh, Loved by God. And that was, that was, that was a, I remember that it was an emotional set of messages because it dealt with the heart. I think from, from, the, um, from the beginning of the year, we started 
how to start a strong building up, enforcing ourselves, giving us, uh, uh, ensuring that we are stable just to come into the matters of the heart. So it gave us structure and then it went to the soul. Now, I mean, it just did that work in. I mean, it's great to have the structure. So, I mean, you, you collapse under the building aspect if you start with the love and the heart and all of that. And that just did so much for me. I remember it being an emotional service and a couple of things that I remember about that series is how the love of God transforms your life. It is not just about you focusing. God doesn't focus on your sin. He focuses on your life. He focuses on the love he has for you. And many of uh, many uh, believers may still dwell in that sin consciousness even after being born again. But that message, uh, those series, that series just helped us to understand that God's love is paramount. It is supreme. It is priority to him, and it should also be priority to us. And as we focus on his love, we focus on his life, we and receive the love that he's given unto us. And then we lose sight of what has held us back, what has held us down, and we move further and deeper into his love for us. I, I know Kenneth would like to share something. Yes, so um, one of the things that Pastor Dami said during the series was um, how God's love is administrated, and one of them was true correction. Man, <clears throat> um, sometimes correction can be, can come in a very funny way. Um, so Pastor Dami said correction is an investment, and it hits really deep for me because Sometimes, I know that some people don't mean it in a bad way. They just want you to get it. But um, I started looking at it like, okay, correction is an investment. And to be honest, it has really helped me because, I mean, I've been able to take correction better than I used to. I used to be very defensive. But uh, God's love is administrated through correction. And I, I'm learning and I'm growing in it. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Correction is one of the ways God shows his love to us, how he administers his love. Another way is um, his re how he responds. He, he shows us that love in a responsive manner. I, who remembers the acronym CRISP? I'm just going to run through it for some of us who may uh, want to know it. Um, God's love is administered uh, through his creativity and correctiveness. He corrects us. There's also responsiveness and redemptive. Uh, that's how he, he redeems us by his love. And because of his love, he called us to himself, saved us and conveyed us from the kingdom of sin and darkness into the kingdom of his light. Uh, his, his love is administered as an incisive and instructive. So God uses his love to cut through those deep parts that we sort of hide away from people. God goes in deep with his love, does that operative work, and instructs us in his love and light. Right. Rosemary, do you want to share something? Yes, I do. Um, I think the series in itself, beyond just talking about, you know, love in itself, because I think there was some times I said man was designed from love. Right? Man was designed. So God thought about what creative thing can I do to express the fullness of who I am? And then he decided to make man. And I thought about it, it was just so amazing. He could do anything, right? He had created the entire world, it was beautiful. And then he said, let us, like, like let's do this. 
do you know? And it, I just feel like I'm, I, I not look at it. I'm like, God rates me, Sha. Like, as in, I have rating. As in, God, God they create, you know? And it was just, God, no, God is love. And, but it didn't, it didn't get so practical to the point where I began to see that my identity is rooted in him and he is love. So there is nothing that happens bad in my life that makes me think that God hates me. Do you understand? So sometimes even when things are not working out, sometimes, have you realized that sometimes when you don't have explanations, they give you, but God loves me. At the end of the day, that's all you, just, that's all you can just fall on, right? Because life happens and I've gone through a lot of very serious things, but what has kept me is that consciousness that I was designed from love and God loves me. And so it's just helped me all through. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. God loves you regardless, regardless. Dr. Wise? Yeah, um, I want to take it up from what Pastor Dami said in the very first service when he said that um, faith is action that we take based on decisions that we make in line with God's revelation, you know, based on what he's actually given us to do, instructions that's also given us to do. Um, I like the fact that of everybody's speech, they've said the actions that they took, basically. And I'm going to actually t talk about mine too as well. Um, one of the things you said during this series was about the fact that, you know, love hears our unspoken meditations, you know, and I'm taking it from the perspective of we, you know, always dwelling in sin, the thoughts of our sins and, you know, condemnation and all of that so much that it begins to gradually become overwhelming and we feel as if we don't want to see anything anymore. But yes, yeah, sometimes the words are quite heavy to say you know, and all of that. But the beauty of everything is when you're able to just sit in that space and meditate on the things that you feel that could have been better, your growth areas. And as you meditate on those things, love even speaks those on, you know, those uh, on, uh, yes, of course, it just keeps coming out and God is able to hear them. Lord, God, Lord, God's love is about, is, is able to hear the fact that what you've said, you know, it can resonate with it and take action. And then I like the fact that, you know, um, there's so much of God's love that it would not run down the clock or count down until I have the strength enough to get back up. You know, we go through many things in life. Life is all about battles and all. And some may say, you know, that's, that's not being fair. But sorry, is the judge, you know, is the referee, is the, the umpire, is the officiator, is everything in this battle. So if he's going to actually delay the count for me to get back up, you know, he will do that for me. And that's absolutely profound. Hallelujah. The love of God is so amazing, so profound. There's nothing that can separate you from his love. Nothing, not even that thing you call sin can neutralize his love for you. Uh, that did a deep work in us, and I'm sure, I'm definite it did. There was also in this same series, Freedom Forgiving, mm, mm, that dealt with... Um, the area of forgiveness and how it sets you free, how it gives you uh, the ability to receive the love of God. Uh, something that really stood out for me uh, that Pidam said is, then I remember vividly, the closer you are to people, the more offense comes into your space. And it's not because, it's not because uh, they don't like you or you don't like them or you're just finding how to forgive. It's your own interest in them in the first place that drew you close to them. So love comes with offense. It does. But there's always a way out of it. 
there's always a way to come out of that offense. Uh, when you come close to someone and you get hurt, when you come uh, to the place of God's grace and his mercy and his own love for you, you find it easier to let go of uh, offense and forgiveness comes easily. Uh, Rosemary, you want to share something? Flowing from what you said, uh, Peter said something that was very unique. He said, God doesn't blow up your sin. He blots it out. Wow. Right? Wow. And, you know, sometimes you ask yourself, how can I forgive this person? Because it's easier said than done, to be honest. And that is why there was something that Peter talked about, that you cannot love except you have the Holy Spirit. You know, he's the embodiment of himself, right? And then, you know, because I realized that, first of all, what even gives me the right to even say that I'm angry when I have a God that forgave me? How many things have I done, right, that God has kept forgiving over and over till tomorrow? Like, it doesn't run out, you know. So even he even said that the provision was even made before the promise. He had already provided. So if he has provided the lamb before the sacrifice, that means that he has empowered me to forgive before the offense happens. You understand? So, you know... It's, as you're clapping now, it sounds sweet, but when that person annoys, because me, I see, God knows I don't like nonsense in my life. And I know that, you know, sometimes it's just hard. It's really, really hard. But when you think about it deeply, and you know the Holy Spirit is so amazing. Yeah. When you are finished shouting, then you're not going to lie down. You're not going to say, hello, ma. You just say, are you, have, you, have you finished shouting? Say yes, or you're calm. What you did was not good. Go and say sorry. And you're like, hey, God, you know. So the thing is, this is our spirit-led life. We are not regular. And I know that God gives us that grace and that capacity to do it because sometimes it can be ego, you know, striking. You can blunt your ego a little bit. But in the eternal scheme of things, you carry weight. So I think that's what really, really helped me. Yeah, the bigger scale is the more important thing. What's the eternal consequence of you not doing that thing, not forgiving someone? And just think about it. Uh, who are you not to forgive when you have received forgiveness? I mean, it's amazing. One thing I would like to add to that is uh, an offshoot of a particular movie I saw yesterday, um, one of these um, Christmas-bound movies. And a statement was made in that movie that draws my attention back to this, when it said, um, people that you meet you know, come with um, baggages full of different things, especially those in married space would understand. And sometimes they keep things that it's not like they deliberately wanted to hide, but they are probably too scared to share, you know, and all of that. But that the love is the place where you forgive the actions or whatever will come in the first place because you know the heart of the person that you're actually involved in. You know, so, you know, it tells us a whole lot about the way God even sees us. You know, Pastor Dami said something during that series that changed my perspective about having to forgive people. He said something then and he said that everybody carries out actions and is backed up by intent. Everybody has a reason why they do what they do. So you are the one trying to judge if it's right or wrong and all, but people don't do more, you know, beyond what they know. You know, so when they've acted, it's probably to the best of what they know, you know, and all of that. And even when they also do it, they have a reason. So, quote unquote, the guy who steals will tell you he has a reason that he stole. The person who killed tells you that he has a reason that he killed. Your reason might be different from their own reason because maybe you now know better. 
you know. And so when he said some of those things, that everybody has a reason why they do what they do. You know, it first tells you that first. You need to find out the why behind the action of someone than judging the action in itself, you know. And it tells us what God's love is all about, basically. You know, and he said a statement when he said that God's love is evidence you know, in the way that we love others, particularly. So if you are going to, for me to show, to see that, you know, God's love is, you know, evidence in your life, I want to see the way you relate with other people, particularly. So it's so important, you know, how we love others to show how much that we love God. I love it. I love it. The intent, the intent of others. You don't know what they are, is set in their hearts. But when you are, you have a default mindset of forgiveness regardless of what uh, the other party throws at you you overcome it's easier to forgive you overcome the offense and you can move on and even help them uh, correct that mindset and even also learn to forgive others too yeah so one of the things that Pastor Dami said um, during the message was um, if forgiveness wasn't profitable, God wouldn't do it so well and so often. I mean, it hits so hard because I think it was Peter that asked that, Lord, how, how often do I have to forgive my brother? And I mean, people just get on your nerves sometimes and you're like, God. And then you remember that you're just like your father and you have to forgive. And there was something that Lara said during one of our um, live sessions on Instagram at Kings Connected. She said, um, remember that it's just 20 cents. It's just $20 or 20 something. So if you, that your boss can forgive you, I think it was the um, servant that was owing his boss so much money and then his boss forgave him and gave him freedom to go. And then someone was owing him a, a... was owing him a ridiculous amount of money and then he wanted to rage, bring fire and bring storm up upon the person. I mean, so I try to give forgiveness ahead. I just let people know that forgiveness has gone ahead of you. Just try to cut them slack because the truth is you don't even know what they are going through. Like um, Dr. Wise said, they have their own intents. And if you have conversations, you just understand where they are coming from. So I am just like my father. And I, I, I give forgiveness freely as I've received. Thank you. Amazing, amazing. You give forgiveness as you have received. That's, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. All right, we move into the codes. Who remembers Code Red? Ah, powerful. Code Red, the blood has fixed it. Um, that just gave us more insight into uh, the power of the blood it gave us more insight into how uh, the shedding of the blood was not just a casual um, activity but it carried so much power and remembering that the lamb of god was slain from before the foundation of the world and then the happening over 2000 years ago was just um, a manifestation in the physical and what that does for us is it gives us access it gives us access uh, without blood, there is no life. So for our own lives to be, bl- to be bought back, a life had to uh, go, right? And that was the life of Christ. Now, if that life that was given unto us was so important, so priceless, that we could receive eternal life because of that, then, I mean, you can, that just tells you how powerful the blood is. Uh, also, Pastor Dami mentioned... Uh, he, uh, let us know the power of the blood even in 
the occultic dimension. I won't go too deep into that, but it just tells you that even those who are, are not in Christ, who are not believers, are also using, and even many times are even more aware of the power of that of blood in general than us uh, believers. So, I mean, the greatest kind of blood has been made available to us, has been shared for us. So why don't we harness that power? And uh, you just told us that the blood has fixed it. So what's that situation? What's that pressure? What's that thing that you think is unable uh, for, for you, even yourself, to come out of? The blood has fixed it. Kenneth, you want to share what you remember? Um, yeah. So um, this series was really beautiful because um, I remember Shia's testimony about the blood. And um, it reminds me that a believer that doesn't understand the finished work of Jesus will struggle. I remember Pastor Dami said that, that any believer that doesn't understand the blood will struggle. And so for me, that's really um, important that we understand the finished work of Jesus. What did Jesus do for me? What was, what was the um, work that was carried out on the cross for me? The fact that I understand that better now. And Pastor Dami really broke it down about with, when there's no blood, there's no life. So it really gave me a perspective on how I see things now. The blood is speaking and it's always speaking. And Larry, let me drop it here. It was, it was heavy. Uh, Dr. Wise, you want to share something with us? Um, in, in addition to that, uh, basically, I uh, have to remember where it all kicked off from. You know, the, the old system of sin, when he talked about Egypt being a system of sin, you know, um, you know that, that just blew my mind because most of us have grown up focusing on sin in terms of the actions, again, not realizing that sin is more about the systems we create. Now, if you think about it, really, most of the sins that we tend to actually, you know, become... Um, addicted to or being a part of an all, there's a system around it. It's not the action particularly, it's a system and it's created a, a pathway in our minds and our brains, our lifestyles and all. So when he said Egypt is a system of sin, you know, it made me understand that the only way for me to break that hold of sin, you know, particularly is to break that system particularly. And the breaking of the system is to first even understand another system, you know, which is the process, you know, of salvation itself. And when he said that, he said that the more you move away from the throne room of grace, you know, where the system, the finished work of the system has been done, you know, the more disorganized your life will be, particularly. So if you want to actually, you know, break away from, you know, don't see sin as actions, I, I stole, I killed and all. There are systems that let, when, when Abel, Ken and Abel thing happened, there was a system around it, you know, when the birthrights were changed, there was a system around it. When there's sin about to be deployed, there's a system around it. So it's understanding first that there's a system that you belong to, you know, that you need to bring into that space so that you can break the system that so easily besets you, particularly. Egypt is a system of sin, but we thank God for the throne room of grace that we need to move closer to so we can actually break that system of sin. Beautiful. I, I mean, that just nails it completely. Rosie, do you want to drop? 
something so on it. So during this period, I would even share mine because mine even is a testimony from this series. Uh, for those that can recall, I wasn't in church throughout this month, the month of August, when this series was going on because I had health challenges at that time. So this was actually quite practical. Pastor Dami said something because I was watching steadily streaming on YouTube and he said that the food of the lamb is the fuel for the journey. Who remembers? I cannot forget. And I remember this particular song that I also sang. I said, we are healed in the name of Jesus by his stripes. I am healed. I am healed by the blood of Jesus. So I kept confessing that. So at that point, there was no hype because I was by myself and I just had to declare and keep proclaiming that blood. And, you know, everything that Pidam shared basically was more or less. I started taking communion. I never knew the power of, you know, just, you know, and I remember the scripture that Peter shared, I think it was one of the series where um, Jesus was saying, you will not have, you have no part with me unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. That was in uh, John 6, as it were. And they said a lot of his disciples wanted to leave him. And then he now asked and turned to John. And he said, will you also leave me as well? He said, where do we go? That you are the one that has the words of eternal life. So, you know, a lot of people, to, a, to someone who is not spiritually sensitive, you say, and what kind of religion will be eating flesh and drinking the blood of the, of the person? But I realize that it is not just the physical flesh. There is something about the potency in the blood of Jesus that we draw strength from. You know, you plead it because it was shared. And it is your right. It is an authority. So the devil will want to come and do you like this if you don't know your rights in Christ. But you stand by the blood. And that was how I got healed. That's how I got my healing. Hallelujah. So, yeah. Hallelujah. That's so powerful. Yeah, Kenneth was Okay, asked. so um, with what Rosamond has said, I wanted to just say this. The blood of Jesus um, is made available for all. Because if you believe, righteousness is yours. Just believe. So if you, if you just have that consciousness that, okay, me and Jesus, but now guys, you have confessed in your hearts, you have received, then righteousness is all yours. The devil will try to trick you, but you know where you stand. You are still standing because you are standing under the blood of Jesus. So I just wanted to put that out there. Thank you. Amazing. Probably what, in addition to what Peter said, that, you know, that it's a finished work. Yes. Why are you overdoing it? Yes. Do you understand? Over time. Like, yes, over, over time. time. Yeah. When, working over time when, when Jesus has done the work, really. I mean, why, why stress, right? Jesus has done all the work. Don't need to put work on it. All the work has already been done. Hallelujah. The blood is so powerful. And I remember uh, the things um, that Pastor Damien listed, the blood contains, contains life. It contains healing, nourishment also has protection. I mean, if you break it down scientifically, the white blood cells, red blood cells, and all of that stuff. Uh, but how does it relate to what um, has been said or what we know the blood to be? So if we talk about nourishment, um, and Dr. Wise, you mentioned the system uh, and how Egypt was a system. So even for the children of Israel, even after leaving Egypt, they were still in that system until um, they had an understanding or someone that had an understanding um, bridged the gap for them and there was provision even in the wilderness for the children of Israel. Uh, he also mentioned that there is death in the blood. So anything that contaminates, anything that has to do with dying or death has to impact the blood first before it touches any other thing. Right, and that was, that was so profound. So we know, I mean, knowing this, knowing the importance of the blood, we carry that understanding and we press on with it, knowing that 
at any point in time, we can plead that blood and we receive healing, we receive protection, we receive life. I mean, when you speak to a thing and it doesn't seem to be working, you plead the blood because you have an understanding that the blood has already fixed it. It's not trying to fix it. It has done all the work. So when you plead that blood and you see, I mean, you see that thing come into fruition, you see it come into manifestation because the blood has done all the work. And we give glory to Jesus for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um. There, there are all these uh, messages in that series, um, but I believe because of our time, I just want to go through through it and again jump into uh, Fishers of Men, which is Fishing for the Lost. Uh, that was Soul Quest, Soul Quest, yes, uh, where we dealt with evangelism, uh, reaching out to the lost. Uh, Fishers of Men, that's also Fishing for the Lost. And that, that series was so powerful because it unlocked the need or give us a more a deeper consciousness for the need uh, for evangelism in this age and time. And uh, we're not um, a hippie happy church vibing all within ourselves. It's not all about us in here. It's also about the world outside. Uh, a big part of our mission is uh, reaching out to the world with the message of God's love and his transformative power. And what's our target? To reach a billion souls. A billion souls. Now, when you think of a billion souls, don't overthink it. Remember, the blood has fixed it. The work has been done, right? Right. So that that I mean that just did a lot for me. We had the evangelism outreach. We had 99 plus one, and that was so 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 profound. Hallelujah. Now, to the most recent, and the ah uh, ah, uh, <laughs> came. Guys, it was IOS. Hmm. What a series. Probably our longest series this year. Yeah, most likely our longest series, uh, which was Influence of the Spirit, IOS. And yeah, it's a play on words, but it's also important even in our lives as believers, knowing that there is actually an operating system that a believer works with or runs by. There's a set of instructions, there's a code yeah. that the believer works with. There's code red, you know with the blood, those are, those are the codes. I mean, everything is just intertwined, right? There's code 539, forgiving and letting them go. But just knowing that there's a code, there's a set of codes, there's a script that it has been written of a believer and your life as a believer, knowing that, I mean, there's an operating system that I need to work with. Am I working with that operating system? Am I working with the spirit OS or I'm working with the flesh OS? OS, right? Uh, that was so profound. I mean, it was, it did a lot for me because, I mean, we went from influence of the spirit to intent of the spirit to the impact, the intelligence. Ah, guys, <laughs> can we just celebrate the grace of God in this house? I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't even expect, I didn't expect that we have that much impact, but I mean, it transformed many of our lives. I can attest to that personally. I mean, just knowing that there's a way uh, to access the intelligence of the Spirit. It's not just um, knowing that, oh, I have the Holy Spirit, I've been born again, Woo, glory to God, um, I have salvation and all of that. You know that there is an intelligence aspect of the Spirit, and there's an intent, there's a reason, there's a why to um, the Spirit being yours. Can you want to share 
very quickly. Okay, so um, one of the things that stood out for me during this series is that um, the life of a believer is a life of ceaseless flow. Um, you cannot know the Holy Spirit and not be upgraded. There is a constant upgrading in your spirit when you fellowship, when you are in kononia. That's the word, right? When you enter into intimacy. And I've seen it happen in my life. Men, I have grown. Even me, I know that I have grown. Um, another thing that really stood out for me in this series is distributing your gifts. My gifts is not for me. They are for distribution. They are not for labels, but they're supposed to be out there and they're supposed to be a blessing. So I'm supposed to show forth God's goodness. I'm, tr I'm just a vessel. So whatever God is saying, I'm doing it. I'm, it's not about me because once I make it about me, then I begin to overthink it. I begin to overprocess it. But when I know that this gift is for others and it's for, supposed to be a blessing to others, then I just know that I'm a vessel just pushing out God's goodness to others. Yes, so, I mean, that's... Beautiful, beautiful. Rosemary, you want to share? Yes. Um, so, how many of us remember when Pastor Dami called Mayowa to come and interpret, look at some quotes on the screen? And, you know, I think Pastor Dami was saying something like that, that the language of an operating system does not exist for itself. It is to translocate resources and information. So I just understood that these tongues that we are speaking is not for exercise. I know the scripture says edify yourself. The edify yourself doesn't mean that you start growing muscle physically. It's that you are literally laying things and you are building systems in the spirit, right? So I understood that, look, this language that we are speaking is a powerful one. And that is why Peter started talking about the fact sometimes your tongues will change. Sometimes you go into different experiences, but it's not for the experience itself. The experience does not exist for the experience. The experience exists for what will come out of that experience practically, right? So I just realized that, yes, praying in tongues is it's just, it's just one of the things we engage. We engage because it is one of the tools and resources that we have in our operating system, which is not all that there is because there's much more. So it's just that it was just the infinity of the resources that God has allocated to the believer and how much, uh, the more we exercise it, the more we become masters at it, the more we're able to translate it to the world that people can see. So that was just really profound for beautiful, me in that series. Beautiful, beautiful. Practicing, practicing makes, it doesn't make perfect, it makes improvements. You become better at it when you do stuff when you pray in the spirit when you pray in tongues you know it's a different mix when you're trying to create uh, blocks to build and it's a different mix when you're trying to uh, uh, do a floor or a foundation it's a different mix when your tongues change the language is I mean that language at that moment is telling you that we're building stronger here this is intense keep at it keep at it keep at it that's so powerful Dr. Wise yeah, um, first off, um, maybe I'm very emotional about this particular, you know, series because, man, maybe arguably one of, like, one of my favorite, <laughs> do you understand? Because it has to do with identity, you know, of who we are truly in God. Uh, one of the things that I will never forget, you know, was when P. Dams, you know, took his phone and he said, you know, when you turn off your phone and you switch it back on, you know, there's an identity that is displayed and that we are powered by God. Oh my. So wherever you express who you are, do you understand there's an identity you carry? Who do they see? Do they see a Nokia? Do they see a Samsung? Do they see a, an Infinix? Or do they see 
and I as a spirit-filled man in God, carrying the identity, you know, of God. And I love the fact that the series, you know, all through the year, if you look at it, it looks like Peter just wrote a book. You know, you can, it's, it's linked, you know, you, everything was properly, you know, in, in, right, in the right sequence and order for us to understand, you know, all of that. And then um, in, in line with what you, you mentioned about when Maya came on stage, you know, when he said that when there is um, a, an error in a code, in a program, it means there's a glitch in command, you know, so what do you do? You go back to that command. And then you rewrite the command with the words of your mouth, you know, the word of God and all of that. You rewrite the command. Because when there is an error, it does not mean that the command cannot be fixed. Do you understand? So all you have to do as a believer because of the identity you carry, as maybe God's own first-hand programmer, go back there. You know, and rewrite that command. I don't like the sickness. I don't like the headache. I don't like the poverty. If there's an error in it, let's go back and rewrite that command and live our true identity. Thank you very much. Powerful. So powerful. I mean, it's, it, I, mean I remember that logo part. I mean, it's, it's all about what they see. I mean, when, when people come at you and they sort of turn you on, when you're ignited, whether with anger, I mean, in context now, guys. <laughs> I mean, when you are switched on, when they engage you on certain things, what comes out? Whether it's in offense or, oh, advice, or let me hear your thoughts on this. What comes out? Is it God's sense? Is it the influence of the Spirit? Is it the power of God at work on the inside of you? Uh, I mean, this series has blessed me personally. I mean, is it, is, it, is it about the intent? I mean, just knowing why it is the Holy Spirit. Why is it not Jesus himself standing next to me? And I mean, in this series, made us understand that the presence of the Holy Spirit is for nurture. When God wants to feel, he doesn't feel uh, with the Holy Spirit. I mean, he feels through the Holy Spirit, right? He feels, he makes his feelings known to us through the Holy Spirit. And that just gives me some guidance and knowing, knowing that God is definitely with me because the Holy Spirit is the seal, is that receipt of your redemption that I, I've brought you over, take your receipt. And it's an eternal receipt that cannot fade away. I mean, you know all those POS papers that they print on it and then you put it in your, in your wallet and you bring it out. Oh, let me recall, Jerry, and, uh, what has gone on. This, the Spirit's... Um, the, the presence of the Spirit will never fade away. Even if you feel like it has faded away, what you need to do is to go back to that command because it's all intertwined, guys. It's all intertwined. Just go back to that command. Okay, what has, what is, uh, and that, what's that command? It's the Word of God. What is God saying to me? What are His promises to me? What, what is that code that I need to work uh, this situation or this perspective through? Is it business? Is it my life? Is it my health? Is it family? Is it how to deal with um, uh, temptations? There is a code for all of that. And God has made provisions through the Holy Spirit for us. Uh, and he makes all those things come to be, even when we follow the word. Hallelujah. Uh, I mean, there was also the impact of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. There was the ignition. Ah. I mean, we received gifts, the expression, not just, not just um, knowing that, oh, I have a gift, or oh, I received a gift from God. 
there were manifestations, there were expressions. Some of us gave word of knowledge for the first time. Some of us um, administered healing that um, over time has now come to be. And we're just so grateful for such a powerful series. And that has brought us even till this point where we are at, just going through the entire year and seeing how amazing it is. It has been for us. I mean, it's definitely been a year of enlargement. I, I can say that for a fact. Is it spiritually? Is it applying the need for structure and building and becoming better? I mean, some of us took decisions that has transformed our lives even in this very same year we have testimonies we have testimonies back to back every sunday and it's been so so impactful uh, do you want to share something i do i would say particularly for the impartation that was just amazing um personally and i know everybody here has an experience but before i even share that i want i'll just say this you know when peter said that the holy spirit is the google of the kingdom who remembers, right? I said that there are some things that you would not have done if you just did the search. And then he compared it to when you type in a search on Google, and of course, you see the first result. When you ask the Holy Spirit, show me this thing. And he said, there will be no need for discernment if they were completely looking different. So it's not the difference between white and black. It's the difference between white and almost white, off-white. That's why we need the Holy Ghost to yeah. tell the difference between two similar things, not necessarily two different things. So that was just what stood out for me also. And then impartation, my God. <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time I cried like a baby, like just hearing, hearing people echo the mind of God towards me because I was at a particular point where I was like, God, see, be like, see, I don't tire for this whole thing, right? But the strength that came through those words of knowledge and those words of wisdom, some of them I even see that looking at me right now and I can tell you that God has been faithful. Absolutely. People that don't have not gisted, like, you know, it's a different thing if your friend comes and gives you a word of knowledge. You're like, I've given you gist yeah. before. But if someone that is completely different, that you have not spoken to at all, comes, just tells you that God is intentional. Like, God knows. He knows the deepest part of my life that sometimes I've even forgotten. And then he uses his word to remind me. So it was just so amazing. I'm so blessed to have enjoyed this series. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for sharing, Rosman. Dr. Wise? Yeah, just round it off for my end. Um, the fact that the, the spirit, the gifts of the spirits are immediate, but that the fruits, you know, take time, you know, for us to bear them. And it, it tells us that we need time to be able to bear the fruits of the spirit and develop and evolve into who we want to be. But of course, the gift of the Spirit helps us definitely in that journey into the bearing of those fruits. So we have work to do. We can't stop working. We have to just keep tilling the ground, planting the seeds, and of course, you know, nurturing it so that, you know, these fruits must definitely come alive. So we can actually just get the smoothies out of life, really. Ah, come on. I love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Wise, for sharing so profoundly. Kenena? Okay, so what I have to say is um, when the gift of the Spirit is in action, it makes super sense, not nonsense. So it's time to activate these gifts and start using them. Hallelujah. Famous last words. It's time to activate those gifts and start using them. And yes, we've planted. Yes, we've put in the work. We've sacrificed. We've done so much. And so God is ready to give us that heavy harvest in 2022. Who's ready for it? Who's ready for it? Who's ready for it? It's a heavy harvest and it's double, double. I want to appreciate my fellow panelists. Thank you so much. Thank you, House. I'm sure we'll be able to refresh.
your mind and we've got done, I mean, having do, uh, done a run through of how the year has been for us, it's been profound. I want to appreciate Pastor Dami for this. I mean, it's never church as usual here at King's. It's always impactful. It's refreshing. And it gives us a retrospect into how beautiful the year of enlargement for us as kings has been. Thank you so much, sir, for your leadership. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Come on. First of all, let's celebrate God for his inspiration. Let's celebrate God for inspiration, for direction, for revelation, for capacity is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.